0: Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. I didn't think I would say a word about the following subject, and I have not said a word about the following subject. However, there is a point of saturation within the news world where to ignore it is is to ignore something that has become significant. It's a very interesting thing in life something may be unimportant but it can be manufactured, can be artificially created as important and then it becomes important. The importance is the importance attached to it, not the it so there's nothing I can do about that let's think of an example yes the uh, the Charlottesville lie. The president never said that there were good or fine Nazis. Never said it. We have a video up to, at uh, Prager U, which proves the case. And in fact, he, he condemned the white supremacists. When he spoke about fine people on both sides, he was not talking about Antifa. And white supremacists, he doesn't think Antifa's fine people. That alone should have proved that he wasn't talking about either of them. Do you think Antifa's fine people? If Antifa's fine people, then I'd like to know what your criteria are in defining a fine person. Anyway, uh, but the, uh, the hysteria became, became important. The hysteria may be the news item. So anyway, what am I talking about? I'm talking about uh, the royal family. So let let me just tell you, there's a lot going on here, almost none of which is committed to fairness, to truth. There's great antipathy to the royal family on the part of the British press and the elites. They think that monarchy is pathetic. They don't think it's it's undemocratic because it has nothing to do. It doesn't in any way undermine democracy. Queen Elizabeth was reigned with great dignity has never entered the political arena so you ha- you have to understand that reporting to begin with is skewed against the royal family i now i have to admit uh, is it uh, Pr- prince charles who, who is my uh, who is uh, The dad of the two, uh, yeah, it is Prince Charles, right. Now, I have to admit that if Prince Charles becomes king, uh, let me put it to you this way. I root for Queen Elizabeth's long and longer life. I don't want to be, I don't want to develop that further. I'm not not a, a big booster of Prince Charles. He is what we call woke, and Britain does not need a woke king. Okay. Nevertheless, there is something beautiful to tradition, and that's a dividing line between left and right. The right believes that if the tradition does not actively promote something immoral— it should be retained because tradition is healthy. The left believes tradition should be destroyed, whether it is standing for the flag before a sporting event uh, or the monarchy in England. We need progress, or the favorite word of people on the left, the favorite, It is. it actually Increases the pleasure hormone in people on the left. And that word is change. If you're on the left, change is a source of great joy. It borders on the sensual, meaning the senses. It's the joy that you have in eating, of smelling a flower. Or in uh, in intimacy with one's better half. that's, That's what the word change does. Remember the Barack Obama campaign? Hope and change. Like America needed either. Hope. Like we're in a hopeless country. Today we need hope, ironically. In large measure because of things he did not to mention inflict upon us Joe Biden as inept a president as we have ever had. But that is another matter. The matter here is the antipathy to the tradition of the monarchy. So Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, uh, they they decided to leave the, the royal family. Okay, they decide to leave royalty. She is still the Duchess of it, No, it, it, they have not removed their titles. No. Well, they have removed their, their uniforms or something. I mean, yeah. they... Whatever the specifics of the case, they have removed themselves from that world. Which I think is their prerogative. They're human beings. They're free people. They don't want to be saddled with the burden of royalty, okay? Britain is largely a free country. And they they left. Now, dignified people would understand that this is... A, close to unprecedented, if not unprecedented. And it's a jolt to the royal family. So one would leave, hopefully with dignity, with a a sense of understanding, I have done something injurious to this world, whatever I might think of it and he presumably was close to his brother. But all that was left behind when he married Prince Harry, when he married Meghan Markle, now the Duchess of Sussex. She wanted to be the Duchess of Sussex Sussex, like I want to be a beekeeper. Maybe the analogy is not perfect. I might prefer being a beekeeper. Beekeeper. So. I don't think that's accurate. I
1: think she wanted to be. You think she wanted to be? That's
0: what she wanted. It didn't turn out the way she. Oh. I, I, all right. Fine. So you have a different read. She wanted to. She wanted to remain in in Britain. Oh. Okay. At, oh. So she wanted to remain. <laughs> In the royal family in America or Canada, uh, that that's 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 not tenable. The British family resides in Britain. I mean, the British royal family. So I think it's fair to say what I said. And that should be it. Whatever inner turmoil, human to human, every family virtually has some tension. They had some tension. I don't want to know about it. Do you know that that's my view of most of these matters? I don't want to know about it. I didn't want to know about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. I did not talk about it until he looked in the camera and said he did nothing with her. That's right. I was probably the only major talk show host who said nothing for months. I don't want to know about the inner workings of the royalty. I'm not a voyeur. It's not one of my weak areas. And then she said what she said on Oprah, and I will deal with that when we come back. 800
1: 500
0: Hello, y'all. Hey, I got a good word to put in here. So I'm talking to you about the subject that I have not said a word about. I have a moral issue. I have a moral problem with people talking about the problems of their families to the world. Why Why don't others have this moral problem? Because the royal family is famous, so it's fun to peep in? The, the Oprah interview was voyeurism. That's all it was. Let's hear about how crappy your life is. Meghan Markle's life, I, I can't tell you. When I think, the moment I hear about suffering... It's a picture of Meghan Markle in my mind. It's really worthy of a happiness hour subject. If she can be suicidal and crying incessantly, then it shows circumstances do not produce happiness or unhappiness. We produce unhappiness and unhappiness. The poor thing. And then, then the the racial remarks. Somebody said, "How? What's the uh, what's the exact line?" Oh, it's a, it's in the paper. Yeah. In those months when I was pregnant, and at the same time. There was talk about no title, no security, and also conversations about how dark his skin might be when born, said the Duchess, who identifies as biracial and has a black mother and white father. Meghan and Harry, this is USA Today, Meghan and Harry would not elaborate further, though Winfrey said Monday on CBS this morning that Harry had neither Queen Elizabeth nor Prince Philip were involved in those conversations Harry said neither of them were involved (laughs) oh my god so what is the royal family supposed to do when she tells tens of millions of people that somebody made this comment we don't know who made the comment And it wasn't the most important people of the family who made the comment. I got a question for you, my dear friends. I'm sure the answer is no, but I just figured I'd throw it out anyway. Has anyone in your extended family made a foolish comment? I know the answer is no, but she's saddled with a family in which somewhere somebody said this and what is it exactly that they said conversations about how dark his skin might be when born so why is that necessarily racist given by the way she's particularly uh light colored he is as white as I am, which is really white. In fact, it's a new color in Crayola. It's called Dennis White. And the baby, I'm told, I, didn't, I don't think I've gotten a, a good look at the baby. It's, it's quite light. I personally don't give a hoot. <laughs> a race means zero to me however that's the, that's that's the headlines because the media have two agendas crap on the royal family and make a mountain out of a molehill so people keep watching listening and reading that's it that's what's going on the civil liberties in the free world, have never been as attacked as right now. And we're talking about a line made by the wife of a prince who has left the royal family's royalty. (laughs) And we're talking about a comment made which is not even necessarily racist. So she wanted, why did she even mention this? Cause she she wants to hurt them. There's no other reason. And with the use of the media, you know, Pierce Morgan. I gotta say, the, the guy walked off his program. Did you see that? He was so ticked at Sean. For, I don't know why. Oh, probably for not giving the uh, the, the commercial uh, uh, words uh, last uh, break. And and he just he just walked off. I must say about Piers Morgan, he's a gutsy guy and one of the only unpredictable commentators in the world. I I will take a step back. Mm. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this program, a number of times. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meghan Markle or had one and she cut you off. She's entitled to cut you off. If she wants to. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. OK, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry, no, uh, abso- sorry. Do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe, not my No, own no, 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 See I'm, you later. I'm being... Su- sorry, can't this do this. This is absolutely diabolical behaviour. Diabolical? S- you- I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts I mean, on that sounds screen. like... Uh, that's a little over the top. It, it, good morning, Britain. Uh, that's an action moment. How often does a co host leave? Alan has never walked out on me. I just want you to know that. We shall return one eight Prager seven seventy six. Hello everybody, I'm Dennis Prager. We might return to Megan Markle. I broke my I broke my silence. As I said, when there is a massive amount of talk about something unimportant, the massive amount of talk becomes important. And now turn to something really important, and that is HR1, The first bill of Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in Congress in the House. John Fund, who is known as the Dean of American Journalists and Thinkers with regard to American Politics, is my guest. John, I have uh, never seen you in print as agitated, and I think you even wrote that, as you are with regard to H.R. 1.
1: It is the worst bill in 40 years of covering American politics. There is nothing that has ever come close to undermining the fundamental foundation of our democracy, our republic. And our freedoms.
0: I just want to tell my listeners that having spoken to you many times, you tend toward the understated in your approach. So, th- this gives what you're saying all the more uh, credibility and power. So, okay, let's review why it is so damaging and truly damaging. Uh, before we do, maybe there's an even bigger question What is the purpose? Of the bill
1: the public stated purpose or the private behind-the-curtain purpose
0: well I get I was thinking of the latter but let's do both
1: well of course we it's for the people it's called the for the people act it's going to expand voting it's going to uh, stop nefarious Republican efforts to uh, prevent uh, voter fraud uh, which is obviously voter suppression And uh, it's going to uh, bring new transparency to American politics, and it's going to crack down on corporate evildoers who are trying to influence our politics. That's the public stated purpose.
0: Right. Okay. But in fact, what is it for?
1: It's a grab for one-party rule. Uh, It so tilts the political playing field in the direction of one party, uh, which is why not a single Republican voted for it, uh, that it would effectively create what I would what I call a one and a half party uh, democracy. You'd have one party that is so advantaged and has so uh, turned the wheels of democracy in its direction uh, that you can't really count on a free and fair vote.
0: Okay, so the is, is there, and this may be a naive question: Is there one Democrat in the House? That has misgivings about this bill.
1: Oh, there are dozens. Absolutely. I mean, there are there are Democrats I've talked to who say, you know, the only reason I'm voting for this is because Nancy Pelosi ordered me to, and you cannot cross the Queen. And I believe the Senate will kill it.
0: Will the Senate kill it?
1: Probably, but you can't be sure of that because um, you have Democrats saying this is such an important bill. Maybe we won't get rid of the filibuster, but maybe we'll find some way for just this one bill to get around the filibuster so we can pass it with 50 votes plus vice president.
0: In other other words, there there will not be one Democratic senator who who will vote the other way.
1: It's possible that you may get one or two, but only after it's clear that there's public opposition. That's why it's important for your listeners to oppose this bill, because the more that people learn about this bill, the less they will like it. The less they will like it, the more they will protest it. And the more some Democrats in moderate states, uh, I'm thinking of Senator Sinema, I'm thinking of Arizona, Senator Manchin of West Virginia, Senator uh, Tester of Montana. They may decide this is a, a, a HR one too far and not vote for it. But they first come must come the public opposition.
0: Okay. There is... I want to get to the details for people to understand that this is pure corruption, in the purest sense. corruption has come to America.
1: It it's is Tammany Hall nationwide. Tammany Hall was the old Democratic machine right. that used to steal votes with a bandit in New York City, and it was known as the antithesis of free and fair elections. This, I mean, just for let's look at for starters, Dennis, just starters. There are 32 states that have voter ID laws of some form or another. This bill would say all of those laws, we are overriding them. We are overriding all of those 32 state laws with a diktat from Washington, and we are going to declare that no matter what your state legislature or your voters have passed, anyone can avoid the voter ID requirement by just citing a piece of paper saying, yeah, I whom I say I am.
0: All right. Uh, hold it there, please. John Fund is my guest. Uh, my My obvious question is, why is this even constitutional isn 't it up to the states to make their voting laws Let there be no doubt, Big Tech and the far left have joined forces to purge America of conservative views. So why exactly are we choosing to give Big Tech companies all of our personal data? The battle lines have been drawn. Big Tech has made it clear which side they're on. Now was the time to take a stance. Protect your personal data from Big Tech with the VPN I trust for my online protection, ExpressVPN. Every device, whether you're on your phone, laptop, or TV, has a unique string of numbers called an IP address. When you search, Search for things, watch videos, or even click a link. Big tech companies can use that IP to track your activity and tie it back to you. So stop handing over your data to big tech companies whose aim is to censor you and spy on you. Defend your rights and protect your internet activity with the VPN I use. Visit expressvpn.com/prager. e x EXPRESSVPN.com s vpn.com/prager to get three extra months free. expressvpn.com/prager hello my friends i'm uh, with john fund dennis prager here and uh, john fund is uh, known affectionately and respectfully as the dean of american journalists 40 years in the profession he's never seen as dangerous a bill as hr1 it's a takeover of elections to benefit Democrats. It is, it is truly, it is third world corruption. I, I really never thought I would use these words to describe something in America. So I, I need to understand, John, I, I really, when I say that, my listeners know it's not a euphemism for I just want to ask a question. I don't understand how the, the government, the federal government, can tell states
1: how to vote the constitution gives the states the right to conduct elections as they wish but there is a carve out for congress and this would be if there was a rogue state that uh, prevented people from voting uh we had a civil rights struggle in the 1960s over that that allows congress to override the states uh in an emergency and it has only been used in emergency situations uh this would take that provision and expand it uh, to the edges of the universe, and basically have a federal takeover of all state election laws.
0: Would or could that be challenged in the courts?
1: It would be challenged in the courts, but the law cleverly says that any challenge to H.R. 1 must be filed with the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, That court was packed with liberal activist Democrats by Harry Reid. Uh, Six years ago, they blew up the filibuster for judges just to make sure that four liberal judges could be added to that court. That court would almost certainly reject any constitutional challenge to H.R. 1. Then the only appeal would be to the U.S. Supreme Court. And then, of course, the uh, same forces that have intimidated some justices on that court would be brought to bear. So while the U.S. Supreme Court may well strike it down. Uh, Would they strike down all of it or just portions of it? And um, can we count on them doing that? Or should we stop it now? We should stop it now.
0: It's extremely scary, and I don't get scared easily. So give some of the worst provisions.
1: Well, it mandates that all states must allow all felons to vote. Uh, It forces same-day voter registration on states, which has been shown over and over again to encourage voter fraud. Uh, It limits the ability of states to talk to each other to see if people are registered in one or more states. It prevents any cleanup of voter rolls within six months of an election, which means the dead will be fully enfranchised. And Look, I I admire our ancestors, but I don't believe in representation without respiration. And uh, it bans states from making any laws regulating voting by mail. Uh, It demands that states adopt new redistricting commissions, uh, which often are designed in such a way as to uh, benefit one party or another. Um, It mandates that um, mandatory voter registration, in other words, if your name appears on any government list, Dennis, the DMV, uh, the property tax rolls, uh, Medicare, Anything, you are automatically registered to vote. Now, many people appear on more than one list for the government. In fact, some appear on dozens. Well, all of you would be registered, including all variations of your name, middle initial, and everything else. That would create an incredible confusion and chaos, which clever people could use to manipulate and uh, cast votes on your behalf or many of your doppelganger uh, <laughs> parts.
0: You know, it's interesting, I don't know how much you follow this, but we have a recall campaign here where I live in California, and it is, of course, with regard to Gavin Newsom as governor. They are so strict with regard to the credibility of each vote that even though you can have the recall election with 1.5 million signatures, they try for nearly 2 million Because so many are thrown out because the color of the ink was not proper, the signature was not fully there. On that, they're really strict.
1: Boy, have you identified their hypocrisy. (laughs) I'm from California, as you know, Dennis. And here's just two things you have to know about how California election law is conducted. California will ignore people registering to vote uh, if they have... Problems with their paperwork, but they will, of course, enforce it for the recall of a Democratic governor. And California is the only state in the country where it is illegal. An election worker, an election official can go to jail if they ask someone for their voter ID.
0: And will that be the national law under H.R. 1?
1: Um, it, H.R. 1 is uh, 975 pages.
0: 975 pages just on voting law?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, the table of contents is 24 pages.
0: I'm going to put you on the spot. Did you read it?
1: I have read summaries of it. I am uh, skimming the rest of it. I do not believe, as of yet, that they re- that they make it a uh, requirement that every state make it illegal to ask for so- a voter ID. But also, remember, the voter ID law is gutted because they basically make it meaningless.
0: Right. You also mentioned the length of time... We have gone from election day to election month. What exactly are they trying to do?
1: Well, think about this, Dennis. Everything in your life happens faster and more conveniently than it ever did. I mean, you can get a package delivered by Amazon in two hours. Uh, You can get almost anything instantly uh, on the Internet in terms of looking up something. The only thing in our life that has slowed down since you and I were younger is election results, because so many people... Are being encouraged or compelled to vote by mail. Uh, we have an election month in which people vote by mail in advance of the election. Sometimes even before the debates are finished. Uh, then we have an election day where we count those people uh, who insist on voting at the polls. And then we have an election month afterwards, so we can have courts fight about it and, and count the ballots. California. All did right, not hold
0: on think- to remember the California point. Back in a moment with John Fund. Okay, y'all, final moments here with John Fund. The John Fund, I might add. It was an interesting thing when his parents named him The. They knew his future, his prominence. John, uh, we were talking about uh, H.R. 1, which is government takeover of state elections and how it's skewed to to keep the uh, Democrats in power. But while I have you, I feel like a guy who's ordering a second dessert. I would like to get a a brief take on the $2 trillion bailout.
1: Well, that may be the second worst piece of legislation (laughs) I have seen in the last 40 years. Really, Uh, Think about this. How many people do you know who have lost their jobs or had hours cut back? And are struggling with their um, paying their bills. I bet you and I both know a lot. Of
0: course, right? yes.
1: Did you know that government workers, who, by the way, even if they've been working from home, um, haven't you know, or at reduced hours, haven't suffered any cutback in pay? Did you know that this bill includes a twenty thousand dollar leave benefit because they've been on Leave at home for federal workers.
0: No, I did not know that.
1: Twenty thousand dollars. Now, private sector workers aren't eligible for that. Right. Just government workers for
0: the. This is the seal of the corruption. The I'll tell you what gets me: the bailing out of Democratic uh, governors and mayors of the gigantic, irresponsible debts that they have created and now they will be paid in paper money manufactured by the government
1: Yes, and by the way, Dennis uh, I forgot to mention that the worst part in some ways of the H.R. 1 which we have to to reference is the free speech provisions Uh, you will no longer be allowed to make anonymous speech or anonymous contributions, even if you contribute $5 uh, to a campaign it's going to show up uh, we all know what happened in California. The supporters of Prop 8 a few years ago, which was over gay marriage, they were often intimidated, and harassed, were fired from their jobs. Uh, it requires that nonprofits that contact government uh, for, over a bill will have to completely disclose their activities and their donors. Uh, the ACLU, Dennis, which as you know has gone astray so badly, the ACLU filed a 13-page letter opposing HR 1 in its entirety because of its restrictions. Wow. Restriction. Well, Restriction.
0: wow. There is some good news. John Fond, I wish we could continue. We will. His article is up at DennisPrager.com. Read his books and pray for this country.